0: Having car problems? Well, with Rhoda, getting them fixed is as easy as ordering takeout. They'll come pick up your car for free, do any repair or maintenance needed, and return it right to your driveway. They'll even give you a complimentary video inspection of your car so you can see what needs to be done, perfect for those of us that maybe aren't so car savvy. Book your appointment online at roda.com. And lucky for you, CityCast listeners get a 20% discount on any service for up to $100 off. Just use the code CityCast20.
1: Today on CityCast DC, Union Station is getting a much needed facelift. WAMU's Jordan Pascal is here to tell us how this renovation will affect folks, whether they use the station or not. It's Monday, March 27th. I'm Michael Schaefer, and this is what DC's talking about. Jordan, what is this idea? What's it going to
2: look like? It's a massive plan. Those white gold ceilings, that beautiful historic area, that's not going to change. But what is going to change is that drab, windowless, brown tile, 70s feeling waiting area. Basically, the whole shopping area, the mall area, and the train waiting areas are all going to change. And the latest red rings that we've seen, a lot of white, a lot of windows, very airy, some very like light wood ceiling sort of things. So a much more enjoyable kind of atmosphere so we'll see improvements not only for train areas but bus areas as well But then, you know, not only are there projects on the inside of Union Station, there's also going to be a massive new neighborhood on top of the old, the current tracks. They're going to deck that over, basically, and a whole new neighborhood called Burnham Place. It's going to be almost two blocks of new buildings. You'll have better connections between Noma and H Street and downtown, a lot of mixed use with offices and 1,300 residential units, hotels, a really nice looking kind of promenade type park leading to the current back of the station. Um, you thought it was
1: just a train station, man.
2: It's huge, yeah.
1: So what is motivating? Like, let's talk about the station first before we talk about the neighborhood. Sure. What's motivating the reboot at the actual station?
2: Well, I mean, partly what we just talked about is just, you know, how old it is. Not modern by any means. But there's also going to be a growing ridership. We've got Amtrak. We've got VRE and Mark commuter rail. We've got intracity buses. All that's expected to grow over the next 20 years or so. So there's going to be a greater need. Pre-pandemic, the station served 40 million people, and to put that in perspective, that's nearly 16 million more annually than like DCA, for instance.
1: So I remember when I was in like high school, you know, it had been sort of closed down. You had to take this other sort of almost like a tunnel to the trains, and you didn't even get to be in the beautiful building. And then they reopened it as like a mall, and it was a big deal. It was the only movie theater on the eastern side of DC and so on. Why didn't that work?
2: You kind of see what, that going on with malls all over the place, and you're right. I mean, you think of kind of those major change stores that are, were there pre-pandemic. I think H and M is gone. A lot of the food options are gone. You know, the Starbucks is closing. That's been a big thing. I've heard about many of these transformations of Union Station over time, and yeah, this is going to be the next one will it be successful? Will it have the same pitfalls after 15, 20 years that, that past iterations have? It remains to be seen.
1: So, right, with, the, with this, the mall not working out, at least in its old iteration, that maybe has more to do with like changing consumer habits. But what was wrong with the... like? Now with the train stationness of Union Station, was it hard to navigate? What was the deal?
2: Yeah. I mean, when you think of how you get to Union Station, you can get in by Metro. If you get dropped off by car, the distance between where you get dropped off and the walk to your train is pretty long. Again, those waiting areas in other places, a lot of places you can wait on the platforms. At Union Station, you can't. There's a long history behind that, but that is one of the major issues is just because you have so many people that can't wait on those platform areas, you get the this really crowded waiting room area. That's just, it's too much. It's overwhelming. Is
1: this, is is Amtrak gonna change their rules? Because this is the single weirdest and worst thing about Union Station is that you have to line up like at an airport which is the most unpleasant part of being at an airport instead of just like walk into a track like you do at a, a train station in other countries. Are you gonna be able to do that?
2: This project is slated for 2040, so a lot could they change by then. They got time. Uh, Fed Siddiqui at the Washington Post wrote a great story about this maybe five or six years ago, looking at why Amtrak does it. And basically they said, I, I want to say it was security concerns. I can't remember off the top of my head, but um, I mean, those
1: people at the front of the line who are like vaguely looking at your ticket, I don't yeah. mean to offend anyone, but they don't look like keen eyed security guards.
2: Sure. And yeah, so it's kind of like, a you know, is this just the way we've always done it sort of thing? And that's the way we're going to to do it. Maybe in 20 years, we'll get the innovation that Europe has that other trans stations in the U.S. already have of being able to go wait on a platform.
1: (laughs) So beyond the passenger experience, what's supposed to change in the area that is now like shopping mall stores and uh, restaurants and stuff?
2: Yeah. I mean, complete renovation. I mean, you know, you've got that food court downstairs. It's nothing new, but basically I think what's going to happen is the feel. I think you are trying to create a better customer amenity, a customer experience, and hopefully with those new renovations and everything, you attract new retail, you attract new food. That's just a, a lot better experience.
1: So what's the total damage here? What's it supposed to cost? Who's paying? hand?
2: You want to take a guess? Um, I go oh, high. <laughs> <laughs> like really it's going to be
1: America's most expensive food court.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, for the station itself, the latest estimates that we've seen is $10 billion. So with that a B. Is, with a B, yeah. So that's some real money, obviously, with the infrastructure bill that was just passed. So looking at some of that, there might be some maybe state and local money as well, but it's a pricey investment.
1: Give me the, the argument for why it is worth it to spend $10 billion of the taxpayers' money to do this.
2: I think people look at it in two ways. One is practically some of the things that we mentioned, these cramped areas and all that stuff. And then I think there's a lot of symbolism with Union Station. If you think of some of the other entrances into DC, think of how many photos you see from like the window seat of an airplane looking over the National Mall or driving in on 66 or 395 and you see those monuments. When you, you know, step out uh, of a train into Union Station, it's not what you want as a symbol of the region, of the nation's capital, and so I do feel like there is a lot of symbolism in having a modern, beautiful station for the nation's capital. I'd say that's maybe not the main driver, but I think it is a big part of it. And then
1: so like the, said, the argument there would be that having a a more pleasant arrival experience is going to make more people come to Washington and presumably kick in more revenue
2: yeah, that could be part of it. And I think mainly just like what it says about who we are and where we live.
0: When was the last time you went to the theater? Well, we have a new show for you to check out. The Gala Theater in Columbia Heights is showing the political musical comedy Museum in the Closet, A Return, which follows Argentine icon Eva Perón to the afterlife as her preserved corpse ignites political scandals, clandestine affairs, and mysterious murders. The show is full of samba, reggae, and tango that will have you tapping your feet nonstop. The show is in Spanish with English surtitles and will run from May 9th through June 9th. Get your tickets now at galatheater.org or call 202-234-7174.
1: all right, so the, I, I have read an argument, and I don't know if this is true, but hook me up here, that spending all this money on, like, the station building and the waiting rooms and stuff is unwise when the money really ought to be spent on the trains and the tracks, uh, which is to say things that enable you to get from here to there faster.
2: Oh, yeah. If you think about this project, the neighborhood is a development project. The renovation is an amenities and customer experience thing. There's some train work here. There's some other projects going on to repair and rebuild some tunnels underneath the station and stuff. There is some infrastructure stuff here. But if you go and look at the Federal Railroads Administration's fact sheet, it doesn't list, oh, we're getting 20 new trains a day that go to New York and Boston and Charlotte. And that's not on there. So, I mean, yeah, obviously service and reliability are among the most important things for people traveling. And this project really doesn't quite do that. It focuses on maybe the second most important thing, experience.
1: One time I got my dad for he, he was born in nineteen twenty nine. I got him for one of his birthdays, train timetables between Washington and New York. Oh, and awesome. the time that it took was basically the same as it is now. So like almost hundred years. And uh and from what I'm hearing from what you're saying, nothing that we've been talking about is going to change that.
2: Yeah, I mean there's you know there's some improvements like for instance on the Northeast corridor in, in Acela, they are trying to make it trains higher speed but we're not talking european asian country bullet train fast we're talking 120 mile an hour if that it, it shaves minutes and then you know you've got the whole hyperloop and all these new technologies that are trying to mimic these really fast you know like get to new york in an hour sort of things you know will we be talking about that in 2040 you know or is it gimmick i don't know but you're right we haven't had really this transformational investment that really makes a difference in time.
1: Hey, so how much of this is motivated also by actual like people, Washingtonians or people using the train complaining about the place or how much of it is people who are in the business look around the state of the industry?
2: I don't get the sense that's a top priority for regular residents, honestly. I hear so much more about Metro and having that be improved and trains back on the track. and
1: it needs improvement?
2: A little bit, a little bit. (laughs) But I don't hear the drumbeat of like, we've got to fix Union Station, we've got to fix Union Station. So, you know, one issue that's bubbled up around this whole conversation is in this redevelopment, they're proposing a bunch of parking and that sort of thing. And that was the largest conversation that I've heard about this project so far is that there was way too much parking. DC Council got involved. There were some other groups that got involved saying, you know, this is one of the most connected buildings in the region. We should not be encouraging people to drive here. And honestly, that's the biggest conversation that I've heard around this whole redevelopment so far.
1: Oh, wait, there's actually one thing I, I, I do want to ask, yeah. um, which is like, so are they doing anything about the experience of being picked up there? Because I think for a lot of people, like getting a cab, getting an Uber, getting their aunt to pick them up, whatever, is this uh, insane making experience.
2: It absolutely is. And if you think of Columbus Circle, which is that kind of drop-off area in the front, that often gets really, really backed up. And people trying to weave in and out, it's crazy. The other end is H Street uh, on that bridge, and that's not a great experience either. This renovation would include two new uh, entrances which pick, with pick-up and drop-off areas. So that's going to give folks a lot more options hopefully kind of relieve some of the pressure on that main entrance the pickup and drop off experience will be significantly changed uh, and hopefully for the better
1: here's a pro tip if it's not raining you can just like walk a block and life gets so much better if you're trying to get picked up or find a ride or anything
2: yeah i've dropped off friends there a couple times and
1: you're a good friend
2: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I know. And I live on the red line. I should have just shoved them on on Metro, but I I didn't want to do do that to them.
1: You say that that, that what you're going to experience in the station is only a part of this and that there's going to be a whole new neighborhood. Can you sort of describe that for us? Uh, Because I think a lot of people can't even picture the train yard and then what it would mean to have that decked over and a neighborhood created on top of it.
2: I think a good way to think about this is if you're on the H street bridge, they call it the hopscotch bridge that connects downtown to that H street corridor, that nightlife corridor. If you're walking over that bridge and you look south towards the Capitol, you see this expanse of train of rails, I don't know, 16, 18, I'm not sure how many tracks, but basically that whole track area acts as a barrier between these neighborhoods because you have to take this long bridge it's very industrial feeling it's it's not a super pleasant place and so by building over these tracks you're basically connecting creating a whole new place.
1: And this will be like apartments or houses or what?
2: So you think of, you know, Navy Yard and Noma and what's happened over the last, you know, 10, 15 years, just tons of buildings. I think that's going to happen here where you're going to have a dozen plus buildings, retail, restaurants, hotels, apartment living, all that sort of stuff. And then this big kind of promenade park that goes through the middle of this, that leads you to the station. And it will have fountains and art and a signature kind of gathering place for the district.
1: And those train yards are really like a big slice across the city that sort of severs one part of the central Washington from others. So in covering over that, that knits the city back together in ways that like matter, even if you're never going to take a train.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's going to, like the transformations that you've seen in Navy Yard and Noma, it's going to be the same thing. It's like, this place will not look like it does right
1: now. Wait, so when does all this start? When does construction start?
2: Well, like we said, it's a $10 billion project, a lot of work. They're still in design phase and all this stuff. And so... We're not exactly sure on exact timeline. What we've heard is completion hopefully by 2040. Construction could take anywhere from like 11 to 14 years. So probably start to see more physical stuff happening in the next 8 to 10, 10 years or so.
1: And I guess we don't know yet what's it going to look like at the station while construction's going on.
2: They do have a video that that you can go, if you look up uh, Washington Union Station expansion, they've got a rendering video and it shows some different phases of how this would be done. And anytime you renovate a station or, for instance, shut down metro platforms, there is impact and it's going to probably be a pain for a little bit.
1: Will that mean closing the metro station for a little while?
2: Metro station's largely off to its own thing. I don't think there will be a whole lot of impact on the metro station itself, but um, there's been some other projects renovating metro stations in different parts of the region, and you've had to completely shut down those stations. So there's rider impact there. And so they're going to have to shut down, you know, maybe a, a quarter of the tracks and then the next bit and then the next bit. And so you'll probably have this almost like roving construction throughout the station for maybe a decade. Like many transportation projects, this is going to be a slow process. I mean, yeah. there are things that I started covering a decade ago that that haven't come to completion, and I'm going to be 35 this year. This might not be done till 53, 55. That's a long time. So, um, it's a long
1: wait for the train.
2: It's a long wait for the train.
1: Jordan, thank you so much for being here.
2: Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it.
1: And before you go, here's some quick news. All right, sticking with the transportation theme, Metro has smashed its ridership records post-pandemic. To handle this, they're looking to add more trains back to service, which means your wait on the red line should go down to about eight minutes all day long. Meanwhile, we've got the outlines of the fiscal 2024 DC budget. The mayor's proposing to raise money via more speed cameras and save money via less spending on things like transportation and housing. Got any thoughts and feelings about it? Reach out and tell us what you think, or just listen to our episode from Friday to learn more. Finally, if the Cherry Blossoms' peak bloom has you all excited, there is a chance you can adorn yourself in Cherry Blossoms as well. In the Pro Shop at Capital One Arena, there's a Cherry Blossom Jersey pop-up store, which features jerseys for the Wizards, Capitals, Nationals, and DC United. The pop-up will remain open until April 4th. And lastly, it's time for your DC life hack of the day. This one is also about getting around town. So, have you ever noticed that the addresses on numbered streets line up with the numerical position of letters in the alphabet? So, for example, 615th Street is at F Street because F is the sixth letter of the alphabet. Thanks to Hey DC reader Kimberly B for this one. And that's all for today here on CityCast DC. If you like what you're hearing, tell your friend who is an Amtrak geek. We'll be back tomorrow morning. Bye.